0: Hello and welcome to Feminist Fridays, your weekly intersectional dose of self-empowerment and equality. I'm your host, Sarah Liberty, coming to your airwaves from Sydney, and this week we have a guest called Jess Alderson, who created an app with her sister last year called SoSynced that matches compatible personality types. It's based on the Myers-Briggs test and is the first app or website to use the test in the context of finding love. Jess's goal is to make dating more fun, meaningful and successful. But before we meet Jess, I'd like to kick off with a track called Think About It by Satin Jackets, because I have a feeling that Jess is going to give us Lots to think about very soon. Jess, welcome to Feminist Fridays. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So let's kick off by finding out where you grew up and what some of your early influences were. Sure. So I was born in London, but when I was very,
1: very young, uh, as four years old, I moved to Cornwall. Which is
0: um, oh, yes, like
1: Southwest oh, England. I know yeah, it. Have well, you heard
0: of it? Yes, because my half my family's from that part of the UK. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's um, it's very different to London, say. It's, true. Um, it's yeah, a slower pace of life. Mm. Um, you know, beaches, countryside. Mm. Um, so you know, genuinely used to go to the beach after school. Um, And yeah, so I had, I guess, you know, I just have really great memories of my childhood. Um, And I have a sister, Lou, who I'll talk about more later. But um, yeah, you know, kind of have memories of just playing at the beach and things like that. It's um,
0: pretty, pretty nice, really, I guess. (laughs) a Happy childhood. So before we get On to talking about your SoSynced app, can you tell us a bit about your journey towards launching it? I understand that in 2017, you moved from London to Sydney with your boyfriend, but after some time, it didn't work out and you decided to travel the world and learn about personality compatibility. That's quite unique. So what drew you to be interested in that? Sure.
1: So um, when I first left university, I worked at an investment bank for five years. Um, And it was during that time that I moved to Sydney um, with Mm -hmm. my partner at the time. Um, And yeah, I'd really been interested in personalities or personality types specifically for a long time by then. Um, and it was just a friend actually who sent me uh, a kind of a Myers-Briggs equivalent test Um, and I read the description and I was like wow this is so me Um, and then just became really interested in it in terms of other people you know like what personality type is my mum my sister or my friends Um, and yeah and then after the breakup um, in Australia Yes, well that coincided with me leaving my job and these two quite big things came to a natural end um so yeah and then decided to take a year off to travel um which was which was amazing kind of just like backpacked around the world Mm. and because I just had this breakup I started looking into like why it didn't work out and using personality types as a framework to I guess I understand it more um, and then because I had you know this year of kind of traveling, I had a lot of time to do real research around it. So, um, you know, I might have stayed with like you know couples through through you know Airbnb, um, could kind of like observe their relationship. Wow, um, yeah, just like talk to people when I was traveling. Also, just there's a lot of information online, you know, read threads on uh quora reddit blog posts and just put all this kind of information together and i was like wow this is incredible there's such strong correlations between you know which personality types work out better in relationships um, and which which work out not so well um so yeah and then got back to london i was having drinks with my sister in uh soho she was saying how her friends and colleagues were going going on these terrible app dates. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might have experience of it yourself. I do. Um, yeah, lots of people do. Um, and th- this is it. We're like, you know, there's there are dating apps out there, but there's clearly a lot of room for improvement because most people, you know, just aren't that happy with dating apps or haven't had great experiences. And it it just felt strange to us. It felt like you know, swiping purely based on photos is just like taking a stab in the dark.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, personality does play a massive role in attraction. Um, And we're like, this this makes so much sense to
0: build this app and kind of just went from there, really. Wow, I find that really fascinating. I also, I have to admit, find it slightly terrifying that I might one day find out what my personality type is because – I I even find it weird to kind of, uh, like, identify on the introvert-extrovert end of the spectrum. I think I'm more of an introvert who has extrovert, you know, capacities or activities that I do. Um, but I guess I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd want to know my personality type, because that might just make me feel pigeonholed or something like that. But tell me, like, is that, is, is that something that I could overcome?
1: Yeah, definitely. And some people do feel like that. Mm. Um, and some, some personality types more than others, really. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking, Oh, I wonder what you are now. Um, you should, yeah. If if you can get over that, take our test and, and let me know. But I guess what I would say is, um, you know, no one is a pure extrovert or a, Pure introvert or a pure thinker or a pure feeler. It's just, you know, the personality types are saying you are more like this than that. Yeah. Um, It is a spectrum. And I mean, you know, when you get your personality test results on most tests, it doesn't go into that much kind of detail. But if you take a kind of deeper look at the theory, um, you know, It does say that everyone has, you know, kind of extroverted tendencies and introverted tendencies. And they're at different kind of levels for everyone. Mm. Um, And you can kind of read up more about that. Uh, And then the other thing that I would say about that is, you know, no personality type is innately better than another. Um, All of them have strengths and weaknesses. So I guess there's no risk of, you know, you coming out with a personality type and being like, oh, lots of weaknesses here but not many strengths. It's, it's
0: you know, all very balanced in terms of the personality types. So um, I understand that SoSynced is based on the Myers-Briggs test, which is used by 89% of Fortune 100 companies and that you're the first app to use the test In the context of finding love, can you explain the Myers Briggs test to listeners who may not be that familiar with it and how it works and why you decided to test its effectiveness for online dating, which you sort of touched on a little?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Our test is not the official Myers Briggs test, but it's a test that's based around the same model um and essentially yeah for ours you take 40 questions takes around five minutes um we've kind of you know done an average time and essentially you get four letters um so the first one is introvert versus extra i versus e which most people know the second is n versus s intuitive versus sensor the second letter um being n means that you're kind of more focused on the big picture you kind of you know drawn towards like abstract topics um s's are more detail orientated so you know more they they like tangible information um thinkers versus feelers thinkers make decisions more based on logic and feelers make decisions more based on emotions and then you've got um judges versus perceivers j versus p and Um, yeah judges are it it doesn't mean that you like judge someone Um, it means that you are more drawn towards structure and routine and then perceivers tend to go with the flow a bit more so then you have these four letters that make up one of 16 personality types so you might be ENFP um, so curious you might be INTJ so strategic Um, We have names on the app, so it's easier to remember them. Um, And, yeah, kind of, I guess, like, why we thought it made sense is, you know, everything I'd seen from that year of traveling um, was just incredible. I was like, wow, like, just the correlations are so strong. Um, And my sister, actually, who I set the app up with, um, you know, when I first told her about this, she was skeptical. She didn't know that much about personality types um before and yeah and then like we were sitting in that bar and you know i went through all of her friends um who were in relationships and kind of you know said like they're all in relationships with really good personality matches like most of them ideal personality matches and you know, even, even her herself, she'd been in a long-term relationship for years at that point with her perfect personality match without even realizing, mm. um, and that, that is something, I guess, yeah, that what we found is, you know, just almost every single couple that we looked at was a really, really great personality match. And we do have a really high success rate on the app. Actually, we had just heard about our second wedding, um, which is Good. really nice. It was Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was. And um, yeah, this couple just got in touch, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, by the way, got married a while ago. We hadn't hadn't told you yet." We're like, "Oh, there might be loads more out there um, who who married too through meeting on the app." Um, and yeah, we've had over four hundred success stories now, and you know, have at least one a day, which is kind of cool.
0: So, for those of us like me who might need a bit of convincing to join a new dating app. Or for those who are happy to use them, what makes yours more meaningful, fun, and successful? For us, you know,
1: I guess because it's all around personality types um, and you do a personality test when you sign up, it just attracts people who are much, much more likely to be on the same wavelength. Hmm. Um, You know, they are looking for something more meaningful. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, they're looking to get married tomorrow. That's like not not what it's about as well. But it's just they are looking for that deeper connection. And I think a lot of a lot of people that use the app that we've talked to have said they've really struggled to find deeper connections um elsewhere and it you know on other apps or even, you know, since since they can remember since being teenagers, they've like, I guess just, you know struggle to find kind of more meaningful connections um and I think it's probably yeah the thing that we're most most proud of really um, me and my sister is the community that has formed on the app um, mm. and the community that we have um they are just they're just really great like really kind accepting smart like they're just you know we, we wanted to create this I guess very different online dating community because we just weren't really didn't think the ones out there you know suited everyone for sure um, and it's I guess it's really rewarding to kind of look back now and feel like we we have done that and we do get loads of comments from people saying wow I've never met such great people on any any dating app Um And that's exactly what we wanted to do. And yeah, as as I said, you know, having that personality test is a bit of a kind of like filter for people looking for the same thing. And there's nothing wrong. You know, if you're looking for a hookup, that's totally fine. But I guess what you don't want is, you know, people on the same app looking for a hookup and then looking for something more meaningful. And then, like you said, you know, then people end up wasting lots of time. Mm. Um, So we've kind of just got that that kind of group who are looking for something a bit bit deeper really.
0: So you've mentioned that hundreds of couples have found love through So Think So Far, which is adorable, <laughs> and yeah. particularly during the COVID pandemic, including you've now mentioned two marriages. Um Are these people around the world? Who are the main users of your app and your primary demographic?
1: Yeah, sure. So, our biggest market is in the US. Um, And, you know, personality tests are particularly popular there. Um, We also have a big user base in the UK, um, India, and Germany um they're the kind of biggest markets but I mean what I would say is it's quite different to like I guess most dating apps in the sense that we do have a really like a global user base and actually we do have um we have a lot of couples who move countries to be together um like the latest was from uh Miami to Spain um and this is, is particularly crazy during COVID and we have talked to a lot of our couples and they've explained, you know, we dated virtually for three months. We actually, so the first marriage we had was someone who was based in the UK and eventually he moved to um, France to be with his now wife. Um, and, you know, it has, I guess, provided some challenges. Um, so quite a lot have dated or virtually dated for, for you know, three months, some of them up to six months. And I think it has been really hard for people. We've had the, the lady who moved from uh, like Miami to Spain, you know, she tried to see her partner. It was about, I think three months ago now and got turned away at the airport because like the COVID restrictions had just changed and Mm. it's all quite dramatic. But um, yeah, so that's really interesting as well is that we have had so many couples move countries to be together. And I think, Again, I think it's because of that meaningful connections thing. And, you know, particularly if you've struggled to find a great connection um, in other places, you know, when you do find it, it's really rare. It's really unique. And you
0: are prepared to, to in some cases, you know, move countries for it even. Yeah. You know, I just want to say I'm quite curious about India because, um Here in Australia, I don't know if you have it on Netflix in the UK, we have a show called Indian Matchmaker and it's all about the arranged weddings situation that happens in India. Do you think that there are people in India using your app who are not wanting to go into arranged marriages?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we have a podcast called Personality Love Lab where we interview couples about their relationships and, you know, relate it back to personality types. Um, And we interviewed a couple from India who met on our app. um, And they are, yeah, they're really cute. They're still, still uh, like, see pictures of them and stuff like that. Clearly, really happy. And, yeah, I mean, they, you know, from talking to them, an arranged marriage wasn't wasn't even really on their radar and you know they they're quite young um i guess probably like i think early 20s it was um so yeah i guess i'm not an expert i guess on on kind of culture in india um but from what i've seen it it seems to be less kind of about arranged marriages now than say you know 10 10 20 years ago
0: mm, yeah if you don't mind me getting a little personal, have you or your sister used your app to find love or, and are you currently in a relationship dating or happily single?
1: Sure. So my sister is still with her now very long-term, long-term partner um, who is her perfect personality match. Um, but <laughs> she didn't meet on the app. She met him uh, through work like many, many years ago. And, um, I, like most dating app founders, I think did create my perfect app. Um, I think I've, I've talked to quite a few dating app founders now, and all of them that I've talked to have created an app because they saw a gap in the market that wasn't being wasn't filled. Um, so, yeah, my sister hasn't. I did try using it, but I just, I find it quite strange using my own app. Um, because it, it's genuinely work, right. It's what I think about almost every second of the day. Mm. Um, it's very hard to separate work and, uh, fun and kind of personal life. Yeah. So when I'm looking at it, I'm not like, oh, you know, let's, let's, you know, chat to this person, let's casually do this. And more like, Ooh, like, you know, what's the speed of this? right now and you know this button is it in the right place and could this be moved to a different and just like see it more as a kind of more as work than them kind parts. of I guess, personal life so yeah. i haven't really um and yeah i mean i'm i guess kind of you know casually dating at the moment um it's not like a number one priority for me right now um just because I guess SoSync is in the early stages, um, and there's just there's just lots to do, and that's the other thing. Actually, up until fairly recently, we were doing it alongside full time jobs, which was really crazy. Um, so just had very little time. But yeah, I, I do think you know, hopefully at some stage I can kind of get around that work personal life thing um, because I do do really want to use it. <laughs>
0: So as this is a feminist segment, how has fem- feminism been a part of your journey? And just to be clear, I'm an intersectional feminist. So I believe feminism is about equality for all, not just women's rights. It's
1: something that I feel really, really strongly about and in a similar way to you. Um, I you know, feel very strongly about equal opportunities for all Um I've recently taken on a new uh, exciting role, which is the
0: UK lead for women in tech. Um, oh my so gosh, I'm, that yeah. sounds so cool. Sorry, I'm yeah, just jumping yeah. in because that's really, really topical with my NGO. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's,
1: and I, yeah, I guess probably like you really is, you know, I've seen that, you know, people don't get equal opportunities and mm. it is something that, I'm just very passionate about. And I did want to do something about it um, rather than kind of, you know, just see it and just kind of watch it and be like, okay, this is bad. But, you know, moving on, I did actually want to kind of go do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I mean, you know, tech has so few women. Mm. Um, I have, well, I'm yet to meet a female chief technology officer of a company of any company, big or small. And, um, so yeah, like we're we're making lots of plans at the moment, but um, you know, one of the talks that I really want us to do, um, and I, I think we will do quite soon, is um, like kind of educating investors around unconscious bias. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that's you know that's something that is it's crazy. So globally, last year, women received only two point three percent of funding like female-led teams received only 2.3 percent of all funding like that's just unacceptable.
0: not okay. <laughs> unacceptable not good enough
1: yeah exactly yeah it's unacceptable and I mean the worst thing about it is that the women who do receive funding do make much much more money per dollar invested like twice as much revenue per dollar invested um, than men so that makes it clear that it's just it's just not fair I guess you know it's not it's it's not that women do worse and that's why they receive less funding it's actually the complete opposite um so yeah I think unconscious bias does play a role and I don't know have you seen that in in your role as well unconscious bias probably
0: well I'm sure you have right I think absolutely I mean I, my NGO is dedicated to promoting awareness of Australians online human rights. And I am very interested in any kind of social media or tech or digital trend. And, you know, unfortunately, all of the, the big decision makers and tech platforms are basically dominated by white men in Silicon Valley, um, when we think about the the key players, you know, and mm. that's I mean that that is a cliche, you know, I don't, don't like using cliches, and things are changing, um, but it's true. It, you know I, I have I know who the heads of tech companies are in Australia, and yes, unfortunately, it's not equal when it comes to gender.
1: No. And yeah, I was reading some interesting stats last night. um, And it was saying that um, a company founded by um, a woman is, I think it's two and a half times more likely to hire more women. Um, So, you know, I think it's one of those things that always starts at the top. Right. And also it then goes back to funding, right? Like if you don't get funding, um, then you're much less likely to grow your business. Um, But then the people who, are giving the funding are largely kind of like you said, you know, white males. And I actually watched this pitching event yesterday. Um, and it was a woman pitching and it was um this app that kind of monitors, like, I guess, stats around your baby, like sleeping times, things like that. And the panel of judges were all white males and they just all said, I literally don't get it. Like, uh, oh. uh, you know, and to, to like, I get that to some extent, you know, they were being honest. Um, but, you know, all of the judges were like, I just don't get your idea. I couldn't use it. I'm not going to invest in it. And it was just so glaringly obvious that it just needs to change at the investor level. Yeah. It needs to start with more female investors. And then they will they're much more likely to get investors being pitched, particularly for women, which obviously, you know, make up like half of the world. Um, and you know like I guess particularly venture capital firms, investment firms that don't have uh, female investors, they are really missing out on an opportunity. They're seeing a whole they're missing out on a whole kind of whole world of potential investments that could do really well. So yeah, it starts there, and then you know more female investors mean that more female led businesses get funded, then more female led businesses grow, and I guess it all
0: filters down. From there, really. Mm, Absolutely. 100%. I think we're so on the same page there. So I feel like you and I could probably talk for quite some time because we've got a a few things in common now with our interest in tech. Um, But I will wrap up by just asking finally, where can my listeners? find you, follow you and support the amazing work you're doing. So feel free to plug your website, social media and where people can find your app here. Sure. So it's
1: available, the app's available in the iOS and Android app stores. Um, So it's SoSynced, S-O-S-Y-N-C-D. And then we also have a website, wwwso dot com and that's s-o-s-y-n-c-d and then we have a really active community on instagram as well the instagram handle is so synced and yeah so i mean you know even even if you're in a relationship um then definitely join the kind of instagram community and there's like we do just fun posts and people talk about you know discuss personality types in the comments section um so yeah that's that's where to find us.
0: Sounds amazing. Well thank you so much for sharing your story. I find it totally fascinating and I really hope that lots more people especially here in Australia but around the world are using your app soon. Um and I know that you've got some other exciting things in the works. So Congratulations again and thank you for joining us on Feminist Fridays. Yeah, thank you so much
1: for having me. And, yeah, it's been great to chat, like you said, clearly on the same page about a lot of things. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's been great.
0: Well, that has been another fascinating episode of Feminist Fridays for this week. But before you tune out, I'd like to leave you with a song by Elderbrook called Body. Because at Feminist Fridays, we like to get your body moving with our tracks.